Conversations powered by Just Talk and Lisa. Listen, I am Jesse Farrell and you are? Lisa Bybee. And what say you tonight? I say that uh, we welcome our listeners, our viewers, and I am VP of Sales and Marketing for the company along with success coach and most recently podcaster. I like it. I like about it. you? Professional speaker. Absolutely. Doing some success coaching myself as well. Author and podcaster. And conversations really is that thing that we do at least once a week, if not more. But what we do is we create empowering conversations to help empower and inspire others to live their highest vision based on what we can help them with. In a context of love and joy. In a context of love and joy, absolutely. And how often are we seen here? We are seen here every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Yes, yes. And today's topic is a really good one and timely, perfect. Indeed it is. Well, let me tell you how that topic came about. How did it? I was reading Inc. Magazine and my buddy Jeff Hayden uh, wrote this 10 ways to stop feeling overworked and overwhelmed. And I added during the holidays because holidays come upon us and we have so many obligations if be it with ourselves our family our jobs and the holiday parties and the holiday shopping and on and on and on so i thought what better time for this topic than it is it's a great it's a great time and it's a great topic and i love ink magazine as well on top of that yes yes so let's just jump right into it let's before we before we do the whole the answers before we give them exactly the feel-good part of it. Well, the, they won't the, all come at once. They have no. to stay tuned the whole 30 minutes right, to get the right. juice. But the, <laughs> right, 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 right. But the 10 ways to stop feeling overwhelmed and overworked, we're not going to give them that just yet. Let's give them some of the challenges that a lot of people face because we had a bit of a conversation in the green room, green room about this, and I wrote down, if you notice myself, check this out. What are what are the, the matters that typically cause overwork and overwhelm? Anyway, you started to mention a few, but what are some of those things like holiday parties, family matters, Work matters, pressures from, from, from feeling like you have to be engaged or be involved in situations that maybe you don't feel happy about, but everyone's doing it and you've been invited, you don't want to be left out, all that sort of stuff, right? And if you are one of those people that have a hard time saying no and you say yes to everything, yes. which is another topic coming up on another show, yes. that creates a whole separate stress. It is. It's a whole stress by itself. And another big one is unrealistic expectations and high demand with uh, from your time and your resources. Mm-hmm. So what 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 I believe happens at this time of the year, from right about at the Thanksgiving period, mm-hmm. all the way through Christmas and the New Year, maybe going to just that very first week, people are dealing with a very heavy dark cloud and a lot of sadness. It's supposed to be a happy time. In fact, don't we call it the blues, holiday blues? Well, actually, there's a another term which is called sads. Correct. Sad. Which is? And that actually, I, you know, I looked that up. Give me a second. I'll tell you exactly what that is. That is what psychologists call seasonal affective disorder. Yes. Sad. And I actually had a doctor that diagnosed me with that when I was in corporate. Right. During this holiday time. Yes. And I'm really wondering if it was that or if it was just the pressure of it all. It, I believe it's probably more the pressure of it. It just came at that timing. And so, I don't know, I'm not going to say, in fact, he was a good doctor, so I'm not going to say he's right or wrong, and I'm certainly not a doctor. But I wonder if it really was something other than sad. And But the other thing that causes sad is what I've read about is fewer daylight hours so we don't get that whole push from the sun. Well, it gets dark literally if you live in Summerlin at 4 o'clock because the sun goes over the mountain if you live in Henderson, it stays lighter a little later, 
but nonetheless, we're still having less daylight hours. Yeah, and there's so there's something. So the the diagnosis of SAD, that seasonal affective disorder, is different from the holiday blues. Those are not the same, but they could certainly feel the same if people Absolutely. don't know any better, right? Yes. So let's get into a few more of the things. So what, another thing I thought would be, as how do we handle those unrealistic expectations and the, the demand? I mean, it's you're getting at the end of the year, so a lot of people are closing out the books. There are tax consequences that they're concerned about that they have to pay the front part of the next year. Uh, other people cutting back on and dropping out on their commitment of not doing what they say they're going to do, well, disappointment. because let's face it you have the best of intention on doing something it's on your calendar it's been on your calendar but a holiday party comes up and it's your a company or it's a client and it's a commitment and you can't not go so that's another thing that you didn't even know was going to happen what about the unknowns that you that that are not even on the calendar that pop up that something may be there and you just have to drop it off what about the unknown of telling yourself you're going to be on this great program you're going to get down to this great size and this great weight and get back into your girlish figure and all that kind of stuff and you find yourself eating a whole lot more are you talking about the, me no <laughs> well you just no. said <laughs> wait no. a minute wait a minute you no. just said i'm talking you about you just said whoa 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 we're whoa, talking whoa. about you as and you people out whoa, there listening whoa. No. That's what we're doing. Because <laughs> I'm going to tell you, you know I've been in the gym for the last five months, five days a week on CrossFit. I'm and just saying. And most recently TRX. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, when, so, so now you, with all that being said, with that evidence, we're talking about other people. Okay, but it sounded, you as like, another people. It sounded like you, so I had to call you on that for a Well, minute. let me say me. How about me? So we've got a little face control going on right now, but now it's the end of the year, and where am I with my goals on that whole staying in the right clothes and well, the right shape for myself right not by anybody else's standards right. but the whole point of it is all now coming to that close point and if you're not careful you can fall into a level of depression or just complete overwhelmed Co correct you're completely overworked and overwhelmed yes so how do people cope with it how do they manage it what are your thoughts how do people manage overwhelming well, before you get to the 10 i know that Sometimes people just shut down and don't deal with it at all. That and the, or that they go avoidance, to sleep. Avoidance, avoidance, or denial, sleep, or maybe they were supposed to go to parties and then they end up just going home and not doing anything at all. That's true because you're just completely shut down and overwhelmed. And many people also look for other soothers or or pacifiers. They look for things like whatever their drugs addiction. or alcohol or whatever they'd be prone to in terms of addictive behavior to mask this whole thing that's happening. Right. Or the holidays bring it out even further, because if you're a shopaholic, you're going to go shop even further. Which leads to overconsumption, right? Or food may comfort you. So you go turn to food, and God knows there's plenty around because everyone's bringing it to you and cooking and doing this and that and all the parties you're invited to. It's called control. It is. And a lot of times we get fooled into believing that the new year is going to wipe it all away. Because that's kind of the hype. The media, if you watch TV, that's what it does that's what people say you know people want to start the new year and, and write all these goals but really you write all these goals in three weeks four weeks into the year you you know you need to do things that are realistic three four weeks in three or four weeks in the year you forgot where you put the paper you don't even know where you don't even know where the goals are let alone you unless, know that you're following them, unless right? it's jesse farrell he's got well, his in know. his computer and he knows right how to get to him well within that's only because I, that's only because i use spotlight search for on apple and i just <laughs> put in the keyword and boom there it comes back up as a okay, reminder all right. but not everyone's doing that so let's talk about let, let's share a very compelling story do you have a compelling story about this whole challenge of this time of the year when people when so much is coming down on so many people so much expectation and 
anything that has happened either to you or someone that you've known in the past as a representation of exactly what we're talking about. I can actually speak from the heart okay. from when I was in corporate because fourth quarter for me always was more pressure because you have to finish out the new year strong. You have to plan for the following year. You have to do and redo the reports. You have to have the yes. the one-on-one meetings once a week yes. on top of all your client meetings. And you have to book those meetings and keep those meetings up, plus raise kids and keep up with your kids and and do the Christmas shopping for the clients and deliver. Demand, demand, and demand, you, you demand. You got your personal Christmas cards. You got your client Christmas cards. You got the gift delivery from work. I mean, it goes on and on and on. And typically every year for the last 10 years before I retired from broadcasting, I was sick for at least two weeks. About with, the same with, time of year? With uh, either bronchitis, which turned into pneumonia. Wow. Because I pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed. Nobody else was going to do it for me. And I believe a lot of people out there, uh, the viewers especially uh, watching or listening to this, they either have had this happen to them in a cyclical sort of fashion, or they know people that this has happened. And we never, a lot of times we never put it together, which is why when you discovered this article, we thought it'd be a great article for us to have a great topic on to help people this holiday season right now. Well, not only that, but I didn't know how to say no. And I also had the disease to please. So I continued to do and do and do and do and do until I just dropped. Until my body said, you know what? We're and it never, make you it never occurred down. to you year after year after year that this was the same thing that was happening, did it? Not at all. No, you just dealt with it because you're now you're sick and now you... Because you don't know what you don't know. Yeah, Let's fair face enough. It. Fair enough. Right? That's huge. So now I think we ought to start talking about the, the 10 ways to stop feeling overworked and overwhelmed. I mean, that's a great time, don't you? Let's do it. So let's do it. Well, I read the first one. You read the second. We'll go from there. Uh, in this piece from Inc. Magazine that you discovered, says number from one... Jeff Hayden. Jeff Hayden. We'll definitely give him authorship there because this is his stuff that we're sharing. It says, uh, number one, recognize and overcome the tyranny of the present. Now, let's break that down a little bit per his words. People who are always in the moment don't look ahead and make plans to pursue their goals and dreams. Though there are certainly things you need to do every day, much of what you think you need to do isn't particularly important, especially where your long-term goals are concerned. That's why we should, and then he goes on and on. So, do you agree with that? I do. So, recognize what really needs to be done on a sense of urgency and use a shifting priority scale. Absolutely. You, you always be able to shift on the fly when you realize that these are things that you don't even need to be burdened with at the moment. Right. So, that's number one is recognize and, and overcome. So, when he, says re- when he says recognize, I actually apply awareness to that, which is very much the same. Mm-hmm. So, you read number two. Tell us. Well, number two is ask. And that's another thing. How many of us really ask for the help that we need? Is it really necessary? Ask, is this really necessary? Challenge your basic assumptions about your regular habits. Do you need to have that meeting? Do you need to create that report, as I was just saying, ironically? Do you need to respond to that email? In many cases, you don't, but you do anyway, simply because that's what you've always done. Habit. Out of habit. habit. Out of habit. Eliminate as many nice-to-do tasks as possible. Not only will you have more time, but you'll also have more time to be effective where it really matters. And people, you said it best, they do the easy things first. They leave the hard things for last, and then those things start just building and building and building. Do the toughest thing first, first thing in the morning or whatever your sweet spot is in the day. If it's at nighttime, do the toughest thing First. I agree because once you do that tough thing first or those tough things first, 
the rest of the items you may have on the list are a joke compared to the heavy things, and they're likely more important for that matter as well. So I, I like that. That's a good number, but, too. But, but not only that, what about the unexpected things that come up during the day? Constantly. With the list that you already have. Constantly. So start with the toughest first. Absolutely. And the third one is push reset on your calendar. And uh, what he says here is sometimes the answer is, this really necessary? Ask yourself, is it really necessary? Is yes but not right now. So in other words, it doesn't have to be done right now. That again goes back to my mind to shifting priorities. Right. To understand what matters most. I actually like to work off of a list. Who, who wouldn't know that? And I like to prioritize that list uh, with, with the level ones being the highest level priorities, level twos. You know, if I don't get a level one done, I'm going to know and other people are going to know and someone's going to be hurt by it. But... Uh, until you taught me that system, everything to me was a level one. Everything you, was a you, level one. You need to know what that means. Cause but let's speak to that for a second before you go there, Lisa. Let's, let's, let me first explain the system so our viewers and listeners know what we're talking about. One to five. Level ones are items that need to be done of high level of importance, and they're typically date-specific and people-specific. If people are going to get hurt by you not completing that, you need to get on it. Right. Twos are almost as important, but not quite with the level of sensitivity. If you drop down to a level five, you're likely the only one to not to realize if this level five activity or task does not get done. Most people will never know. You'll know, or maybe you won't. So, and then everything in the middle is is the grayscale between that. So, with you, when you first learned the system, you made everything a level one because everything was important to no, me. No, because everything you made everything a high sense of urgency. When because you, I didn't want to let anyone down because I wanted to please everybody and I you, didn't want to say no. You had a hard time saying no. So right. in your mind, it was level one. Right. You had to learn, wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't have to say yes to everything and everyone. It takes a while to sort that out. And so there, there are viewers and people listening right now that are still trying to figure it out and sort it out. Right. So I agree. that, that it's, that's not, a, it, it, it's not easy. No, it no. It takes time, well, but it actually, can be done. you say that, it's simple, not easy. Right. Simple concept, not easy yep. to do. Very good. So now we're on number three, push reset on your calendar. Oh, I already said that one. Yes, so we're on number on four. A, correct. Did I go to school? Uh, <laughs> did I graduate? Well, did so, I gra did someone told me you were a, I, a professor at UNLV, so you went beyond school. Who said that? Uh, you told me that. <laughs> were you, were you, I made uh, it up. Okay. Um, understand and set your operating rhythm. We all work differently. Some of us hit the ground running. Others start the day by reflecting, meditating, and thinking. Some like to work into the night. You know what? I just said that. Sorry, I don't mean to be redundant here, but the key is to understand not how much you like to work, but also how much you work best. You might like to work late at night, but if you're tired or frazzled by a long day, you won't. You you will never perform at your best. No, no, and you want to perform at your your best. And these ten ways to stop feeling overworked and overwhelmed are actually wonderfully well laid out. And to be at your best is to discover your best rhythm. What is your best rhythm? Some people don't like it in the morning, so they they have a hard time getting up. Some people don't want to go to bed at night. They like the nighttime. So whatever it is your rhythm is, find a job or create an occupation that allows you to live in your best rhythm of life. That's mm -hmm. huge. Yeah. I it's, like I know, it. I know mine's morning. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, get get up and get it done. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Number five, schedule the most important tasks first. Well, we talked about that one. Yeah. We talked about that really as a matter of priority. So let's skip to number six and keep it rolling. Give yourself time for unconscious thought. Okay. Giving yourself time for unconscious thought is the key to making smart decisions when you face complex problems. Research shows people tend to make their best decisions when they have an opportunity to review the data and facts and then focus their thought on something else for a while. How? Take a walk. Do a mindless chore. Exercise. 
do something where your body goes on autopilot and your mind does too. You'll be surprised by the solutions you can dream up when you aren't purposely trying to be creative or just lay down and put it all down. I like that's what it. I say. You know what's huge about that is that's that gives your brain a full rest. That gives that that's get in my mind what it gives you and gains for you is decompression time. It gives you a chance to step away from the issue, step away from the problem and let your mind have some relief so that when you come back to the problem you're fresh. Not only that, but when you lay lay down and put it down, some thought because you gave your brain a break may pop into your mind because you gave yourself time to and space for something to come in. Yes. If you just keep going, 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 you're not even going to allow that jewel and that nugget that may solve a critical problem for you. It's true. And it gives you a chance to get a moment to moment break from that kind of stuff. So that really, that's huge. That's a good one. Number seven is set boundaries. No one can or should be on 24 seven. Yeah. This is a 24-7 town. Exactly, but that doesn't mean you have to be up 24-7 doing and doing and doing and doing. This, sometimes you have to take a break. Sometimes you have to change up the game, change up the landscape. It says, yet you probably feel you are because you allow yourself to be in that 24-7 mode. Set some boundaries. Set some boundaries. And consequences. I'm uh, adding consequences because they go hand in hand. I agree that they do because if you don't set boundaries, the consequences are untold what's going to happen to your life and it won't be pretty. And if you don't set them, they'll just happen to you. I like it. Right? Well said. Move us to the next point. Be strategic with yes and no. You can't say yes to everything. Well, you can, but you won't get everything you say yes to done. So in effect, you're still saying no. So really it's better to say no than yes because you're going to end up looking worse or letting people down if you just would have said no in the first place. Well, especially if, if you know you don't have the bandwidth for it, if you know that you don't have the resources for it, if you know that that it's not what you truly want to do. And oftentimes, you, th- this is actually a good one. You know, a lot of people have a hard time saying no because they don't want what? Rejection. To let, to let, let pe- people down. No. But there's a way that you can And say- they want to be liked. They want to be like, there's a way that you can say no by saying yes. Uh, let me take a look at that and get back to you. Well, that's a stand down, a little decompression. That's that's a start of it. I think the second way is instead of saying yes, instead of saying yes to what they want that is not what you want, and instead of actually saying, no, I don't want to do that, you can say, you know what, let me, sh- let me share with you what I can do for you. Mm-hmm. So you can share with them what you're willing to do, which is to say, no, I'm not doing that. So you can share what you're willing to do, even if it's not what they ask you to do. Or, I'm not available to do, to do it now. I can do it for you next week. Right, right. You know, options. I agree. I agree. I like that. Options. And number nine, tame your distractions. Most people are distracted over 30 times in an hour. Phone calls, emails, texts, office drop-ins. The list is endless. I, I, I would venture to say it's more than that. That's a lot. I, I agree with you. I, I think it is more than that. And I think I think what happens is we're so inundated with demand, with uh, with stimulation of the cell phone, the text thing coming in, the Email, alerts, the uh, the alerts, Facebook, social media. Yes. In fact, speaking of social media, I think this is for the people that have a hard time or get get the holiday blues. This might be a good time for them to put down social media. They may take a thirty day sabbatical. Or a 60-day, like, you know, November, December. Well, we're done with November, so if they December. Can, I think it's another addiction. I think it's easier said than done. Likely, but if they hear this, they may consider it. 
So I'm thinking if people are willing to put down social media, if they're having challenges, if they tend to get you know, overburdened or overwhelmed, when they look at other people and they look at their Facebooks and they're, they're meeting with groups or, or families and they're 12 and 15 and 10 and 8 and 5 or whatever, and the pictures show that they're having a great old time, it doesn't show the three fights they had in the bathroom. They only they don't take pictures of the well. Now they do take pictures of the fights and put them <laughs> and put them on put them on social media. But yeah, I unfriend those people. Yeah, I keep but, the positive stuff on my Facebook. But the point is, most people that look at that that are in a darker place are thinking other people's lives are what better than theirs. Better than theirs. And does that leave you feeling up or down? Depends on the mindset that you're in. I don't know a person. If I look at it, I just keep going. No, but if you're in a down spirit, if you're not feeling good because of the holiday blues, if you've got the drabs, then you think their life is so much better than yours. You can see it in pictures. Everyone compares all the time. Exactly. I say put that Facebook down for 30 days if this is your situation. Well, then you've got Instagram and then you've got all the other stuff. Put the social media down. Yeah. You know, read a, pick up a book. Go see a movie, an uplifting movie. Go see a comedy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Get around people that leave you feeling better. Or journal what you're feeling. Absolutely journal and, what and, you're and feeling. And be one with your feelings and, and, you know, really feel it and be with it to overcome it. Find a friend. Find someone that you love and they love you. Find someone that you like and they like you. Well, you know, put the, put the social media down. If it's, if it's bringing you down, put it down. When in doubt, leave it out. Okay. I like it. All right. What's the next one? And number 10. Are, are you sure we want to go on to number 10 right now? Let's see. Uh, okay. Yes, we All do. Right. All right. Here we go. Remember your impact on other people. If you're a leader and since you run a business, you're def- you definitely are. You naturally impact other people. You set a direction. You set a standard. Be a great role model. A person who gets important tasks done, who stays on point, who focuses on achieving goals and dreams, and who helps other people achieve their goals and dreams. That's reason enough to manage time so you're consistently at your best. I like it. Managing time. He talks about managing time so you're consistently at your best. Yeah. I love the the 10 pieces that he's offered for us. I really do. I think it's a great piece. I will say that I, I have a bit of a challenge when it comes to managing time because my philosophy is this. If, if I ask you to do something today at 6 p.m. and say it's absolutely due at 6 p.m. tomorrow, how much time is that? 24 hours. 24 hours. If I ask our director, Scott, to do something at 5 p.m. and it's due 5 p.m. the next day, how many hours is that? 24. So what are we actually managing? Self. Exactly. I don't believe that time management is something. We don't manage time. Right. I think we, I, th- I believe what this author intended is personal management. Mm-hmm. We manage ourselves. Yeah. And so I believe if you manage yourself, that's what gets better. And you you can gain more time back by managing how you show up. Absolutely. That, do you agree with that too? I do. Uh, one quick thing, the announcement I wanted to make as well is that we do have a private conversation being held this Sunday. Okay. And we do have two openings left. And if you're interested, you email us at feelings at com, and we will get you the time and location to show up. And speaking of conversations, we had a live event scheduled next Wednesday, December 9th, with Will Edwards uh, at the Crepe. This one we have postponed due to the holidays, due to 
just due, too much. Due to what's happening to people that we're talking about the right here. The overwhelming overwork. Exactly. So we want to add that to somebody, to our calendar when people can really appreciate it. So that one is postponed until February and stay tuned for the date. Yeah, they can get some, they'll, they'll get fresh value from that. Absolutely. I like that. So while we're giving announcements, I'd like to announce where people can find us, uh, this wonderful podcast that we're doing. Do it, do they it. They can do that at iTunes, Apple TV, Roku TV, Stitcher, Google TV, YouTube, RSS feed, Facebook, even though we said to put it down. We said they, we, we, we meant Just to, not the show. No, no, no. We meant to put it down to everything except conversation. <laughs> right. Then pick it back up for yes, that. Yes, yes. And Twitter, and of course, the very last, and certainly not the very least at all. In fact, if it weren't for them, we wouldn't be here. The Vegas Video Network. Hallelujah. So that's where, that's where, that's where, that's, that's where oh. everyone can find us for sure. So with that being said, let's, let's pop back into a little flop back here. The biggest takeaway. I want to know what your biggest takeaway from the show today was. Well, I can. Can I give you that now, or can I ask one more thing before I give you that? Okay, your choice. Because it may, it may, your... it may pay, it may have a dividend payoff okay. into the takeaway. Do it, do it, Jess. How about this? The one thing that I wrote down that we didn't discuss is fairy tale expectations during the holiday, during the holiday period. Holiday. During the holiday. If Will, if Will Edwards was here, he would be laughing about my accent, but that was just a slip. That wasn't my accent. Kick over the baby carriage. <laughs> yeah, he would kick over me, exactly <laughs> what, he, what he would kick over. So no, during the holiday period, don't you believe that people get these fairy tale expectations, or do you believe that? Some do, yeah. I think a lot of people find themselves you know, following the status quo, uh, following the crew at chow time, doing what everyone else does. It's the holiday, so I have to meet go all along, these- yes, Go along, to fit in. I have to fit in, I have to- meet all these demands. I'm not in a happy place, but I have to pretend like I'm happy. And they, 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 it's almost a Norman Rockwell type of thing that they want to live into, but that's really a painting. Right. Now, some people, some people do have those lives. Traditionalists. Well, there's some people that do have a Norman Rockwell type of life, mm-hmm. um, but it, it's certainly, I don't believe that that is the absolute Looks like it majority. on the outside, not the inside. Well, you never know. Right. We don't always know. But I just think having a fairy tale expectation of the holidays can put a real damper on making the best of what you do have. I think it's, um, there's an expectation. So once you have that expectation, typically you're going to be let down with that thought. I believe you're right. And I I believe that the false expectations appearing real, real, the whole fear thing. Right. I think people oftentimes will bring it on themselves because they're, they're, they're anticipating the thing that they know they're never going to reach and never gain but they're playing it all out like they have it, and they don't. Right. And I think wearing that social mask and that whole challenge of it all, and adding the fairy tale aspect to it, just puts more demand on a life that's not real. Yeah. That's what I believe. I agree. So takeaways. I, I'd say my my best takeaway from today's program is being able to, if we only enlighten one person out there, with one nugget, with one nugget, one nugget with of one anything. of the insights or one of the the skirmishes or one of the circumstances or the story that you shared, if only one person is ignited by that and changed the holiday for them, then we've done our job. We've done, we, we've, we are carried out that purpose. I, I believe that people want to roll with, if it is to be, it's up to me. And if anyone has any questions and would like further deep diving on anything we've said us? today, please uh, email us at feelings at just talk.com yes. or give us a call at 702 702- Five four one six nine nine two. That's very good. I like that. But now we have time. We have one minute left in the program. So, what's your biggest takeaway? Oh, uh, my biggest takeaway. 
is, um, you know, take heed of, of one of these 10 steps that is going to help you. Mm-hmm. And the one that stands out for me because it was my biggest issue and got me into a lot, a lot, a lot of trouble is don't say yes when you want to say no. Right. Please, please, please. When you learn that one simple thing and say no instead of yes, your life will change for the better. I totally, I totally agree. I totally agree. Your life will, your life and the life and the people's lives that you touch around you. And yes, let's not forget about our special guest next week. Oh, and that special guest who is that? Oh, that is going to be, I know that off the top of my head, that's Kelly Marcello. And we're going to be talking about, we're going to be talking about becoming a difference maker. There you go. And she is a difference maker. Kelly Marcello is the principal of Word of Life Christian Academy. And this lady, she's so much more than that though. She's a powerhouse. She's I mean, a you're going to fall in love with her immediately. The camera's going to fall in love with her. Everything. The audience is going to fall in love Scott Whitney's going to fall in love with her. <laughs> He's going to try to get her on another program. Yeah. He goes, she's so good. <laughs> she needs to have her own show. She's too big for you guys. That's right. That's what he's going right. to say. And he's probably right about that, too. So, In fact, I know he is. There's a cliffhanger for you, Mr. Scott Whitney it producer. Is. That's a teaser for Scott. Scott, go, when Kelly comes in, go get her, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> so at the end of the day. At the end of the day, all of this and this, this programming and this particular uh, subject that you picked up and all of the podcasts that we do is expressed to help people. And at the end of the day, it's all about how you leave them feeling.